0: This is Rio of Madison Rising, and you're listening to our acoustic version of the Star Spangled Banner here on KLRN Radio, where
1: liberty and reason still reign.
0: Oh, say
2: can you see by the dawn's early light, what so bright. Twilight's last gleaming, whose broad strides in bright stars. listening to KLRN Radio,
0: where liberty and reason still reign. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord. Right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at rahardin.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Hardin. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now here's teacher and author Richard Hardin.
1: Welcome to God's Pure Word of Faith. I'm Richard Harden, and again, I want to thank the Lord and the management of KLRN Radio for this great opportunity to share God's Word with you today. I want to share with you today about health and healing, God's blessings in this area that so many people seem to be missing today, especially, you know, Christians that uh, have all these uh, promises to us that that we should be, you know... Uh, standing out as an example in our society of the health and healing that God has for his people. Even in the Old Testament, let's see, Psalm 67, David said, God, be merciful and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on the earth, your saving health among all the nations. See, the Jews were supposed to have been a testimony of how God blesses his people and how he treats them so well and everything in the Old Testament. But it didn't turn out that way. But today as Christians, we are supposed to be that testimony to others that will draw them to the Lord. Because when they see God's blessings on us and and how he's taking care of us and everything, that they'll want that fulfillment too. And when uh, we share with them in the testimonies what God's doing in our life and they see the things that are happening in our life, it should be to draw them to him. What is it in the... revelation 12:11 says they overcame him speaking of the devil they overcame him the devil by the blood of the lamb said jesus has already done that for us and by the word of their testimony the, the word of the testimony not just living a good life before people now i know i've heard throughout the years that you know uh, uh people say you know well well i don't really speak up that much and you know just tell people but i live a good life before them you know and they see my life and everything but you know, there's a lot of lost people living good lives too. Uh, people that don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. I've met so many young people lately that don't even have Bibles. They've never even been. They've never set foot in church, and they're, you know, nineteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty years old, and and they didn't grow up like a lot of us older people think that people grew up in our age. You know that. Um, People were aware of you know of what's going on in churches and like this, and uh, today you know if if I think about going to church sometime, I'd normally pick out you know a church or something that I'm kind of familiar with. Uh, there's a lot of different denominational churches that I haven't been to, and I have no idea what goes on in, inside the doors of those churches. And when I think about going to worship the Lord, uh, you know there's particular kinds that I pick. You know, to go join in with, but these young people growing up, they don't know what's going on on in the inside of any of the churches, and and they don't get this just craving to well, I'm going to go to church or something, then I'll, you know, get dressed up and go to this one or this one, whatever. Uh, it just hadn't been a part of their life, and if they've been living a pretty good life and you know things have been going fairly well for them, because you know God blesses lost people. And in his mercy protects people until he can teach them and bring them to a knowledge of him. So uh, they're getting blessings from God and, and things may be going good in their life. And it never dawns on them that they need to, you know, do something specific to start reaching out and seeking God. Well, it, it's just amazing that uh, things are so different today and it's hard to understand. Even when I was growing up, uh, they didn't have activities on Sunday, you know, for schools. And uh, like Wednesday nights, they didn't have activities because they knew so many people would be going to worship service in their different churches and things like this. But it's not like that today. It, it is so different everything. But we're still supposed to be the testimony. We're supposed to be the priest and the ambassadors of God in our world. And I say in our world now. I mean our world where, you know, like we go down to the service station to get gas. We go to the grocery store. We You know, we we throughout the week, you know, like that, we go shopping at different places. And and our activities in are our world that we're supposed to be the priests in. You know, to minister to those we meet when they say something like, you know, well, I'm sure feeling bad today or, you know, uh, my mother or my sister or somebody's sick. You know, the, we offer to pray for them, and and not just say we will pray for them something like that. Go ahead and say, let's pray now. You know, because that way, when they hear your prayer that you're turning to the Lord uh, for them and with them for their need, then as they see their need being met, God can make His presence known to them and speak to their heart and let them know. That it was because you know uh, that we join with them in prayer that he's doing these things to make his presence known to them. Because Jesus says in John 6:45, "They shall all be taught of God. Every man therefore that heard and learned of the Father cometh unto me." And we're supposed to be his mouthpiece throughout the day as we are representing him, ambassador. We're ambassadors for Christ. Is Second Corinthians? Let's see. um, 5, 17, 18, 19 in that area where it says if any, man be new, you know, see if any man be in Christ he is a new creature and he's given us a words of reconciliation the words to share with others that their hearts can be reconciled to God too and then it goes on to say that we're ambassadors for Christ now an ambassador we're supposed to be trying to share God's pure word well just sharing his pure word now if we change it or something we uh, God won't back it up because he'll only back up his pure word now, and the reason for that is his pure word is Christ in one Corinthians uh, chapter 1 verse 24 it says Christ the power of God the creative power of God and the wisdom of God sin wisdom is the perfect word of God Christ Christ is the pure word of God so when we're sharing the pure word we're speaking to their heads and the ears, but Christ then is speaking to their heart. The words that we're sharing, the living word that we're sharing is speaking to their heart if we don't add to it. Now, God does say that He will bless the counsel of His people. And by the counsel of His people, it's like in, uh, mentioned a while ago in uh, Revelation 12:11. Um, They overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies. Now, when you're sharing a testimony of what God has done for you, how he's healed you and how he's, you know, saved you and changed your heart, you know, that we wouldn't say is, you know, like the pure word of God that is written for us. But God will back that up because it is a, a true testimony of him. And that's what he wants us to be sharing with people. So it's the counsel of his people. So he will share. God will back up his pure word and also the counsel of his people. Now there is so many things in our society being taught wrong. And I would encourage you today: if if you're sick, if you know somebody that's sick, especially some, you know some close family member or friend or you know a neighbor or something like this, I want to encourage you, you: know to uh, help them. Maybe turn to the Lord because uh, if you look in Deuteronomy chapter 28, all of the blessings on God's side, all the blessings, uh, or, you know, for our health and our strength and our prosperity and our, you know, daily activities, and it even says in the scriptures that he gives us more than we need so that we can share with others to be a blessing to them, you know, to share with the poor we meet and things like this so that, so that his blessings and love can flow through us as Christians to others. Now, yeah. but also in Deuteronomy 28, there's a list of cursings. God doesn't curse people today. Uh, there was a what generational curses back in the Old Testament, but they were done away with centuries ago, um, and and everybody. Must answer for their own sins and their own personal relationship with the Lord. And do, let's see, that's in the Ezekiel chapter 18. If you want to read about the end of de, uh, generational curses, uh, read the Ezekiel 18. There is no such thing as a generational curse today. So, uh, whatever you have in your life, don't don't blame it on you know the generations before you or something like that. Now, you may have bad feelings toward your uh, ancestors or your parents or something like this but see it, that's not a curse from God and if you have unforgiveness like that you are allowing the curses to come into your heart yourself uh, in fact in the second Corinthians chapter 10 excuse me second Corinthians chapter 2 verses 10 11 it says forgive others lest you give Satan advantage and that's what I want to try to open your eyes to today the seriousness of choices that we have to make daily, and as we make these choices, we're sometimes opening the door to the devil to come in and bring those curses into our life, even as Christians. You know, uh, if if we fail in some area, like I just mentioned there, you know, forgive others lest you give Satan advantage. If if I fail to forgive somebody, if somebody does something to me today and I get upset and I fail, I don't forgive them or don't start praying for them and asking God to help me forgive them, I will be opening the door for the devil to bring whatever he wants to bring into my life because, see, I'll be out of fellowship with God and I'll be giving the devil advantage in my life. And during that time now, if you look in Deuteronomy 28, there's um, many verses in there of the curses of sickness and curses of you know to your business and different things like this that the devil will bring into your life when you're out of fellowship with god like this now it'll hinder your prayers and and you've heard me mention out here if you've listened before many times where it says like in um, what was it first Peter three, seven husbands to love your wives according to knowledge, being joint heirs of grace, life, lest your prayers be hindered. See if your prayers are being hindered, you're giving Satan advantage in your life, and when you pray then for health and for healing, what your prayers are being hindered, see, and it is because of it's a result of a choice that we have made not to you know uh, have proper fellowship between us and our wives. To be pleasing to God in the uh, let's see, first John three twenty two it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. That's talking about us praying, talking to the Lord. It says, Whatsoever we ask, we receive him, because then it tells us why. We'll because we obey his commandments, you know, we don't, you know, shoot and kill and rob and you know, uh, uh, commit adultery and all these different things like this. Lie, steal, envy, jealousy, you know, and the Ten Commandments and and most of you know, Jesus converted most of those to just you know, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, but anytime we break fellowship with God like that, in the way we treat other people, whether it be our wives, our children, our neighbors, or people at work like this, um, like it, the scripture also says, you know, pray for those that despitefully use you, don't fight with them and everything, and try to you know, get your way and everything. Jesus didn't fight back when they arrested him illegally and when they tried him illegally. They, you know, crucified him and everything. He didn't fight back. He left that care of his life in his father's hands. So, see, when, when we get out of fellowship with God and we're not uh, going that extra mile, like I says, go the extra mile, you know, bless those that curse you and, and things like this, then we're blocking God's love to us. You know, you you think that when you you know you uh, try to get your way and fight and everything, the scripture doesn't say that though. The scripture says you know pray for those who spitefully use you. You know bless them that curse you. In fact, in Proverbs, I don't know the exact verse now, but it says that when your enemy, you know, you might consider an enemy, somebody you know lying about you at work or something like this, you know, uh, when your enemy fails says don't even rejoice when your enemy fails because see, when somebody fails and and falls and it's hurt and their business or whatever like this it's not God doing it to them it's the devil and and God wants them to be set free of the devil too whoever hurt you back in the past like right now if you have unforgiveness someone somebody's hurts you it wasn't God working through that person to hurt you it was the devil so see god wants that person set free of the devil and he wants you to have forgiveness for that person so when you start praying for that person you're in god's will then as you're praying for that person to be set free and to be blessed and like it says in the scripture several times let's see and one of them is uh mark 11:26 says forgive others you know when you stand praying forgive lest your heavenly father won't forgive you and in the lord's prayer in matthew and, and the beatitudes and the, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, where it talks about, you know, that forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, I mean, you pray the Lord's Prayer like that, you know, and if you're holding unforgiveness to someone, you're asking God not to forgive you because you're, you know, in the prayer, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, as we forgive our debtors. See, so if you aren't forgiving them, and it says, if you stand praying, forgive lest your Heavenly Father won't forgive you. See, when, when we're blocking God's love in our heart for someone, we're blocking God from us. We're, we're losing that love that God has for us in our heart because of a choice we're making not to forgive those people. So, there are so many areas in our society that are so serious that are not being taught. And and that's what you need to pay attention to. And not only that, so many things about health and healing are being taught incorrectly. And um, one I want to talk to right now is, is it God's will to heal people? There's denominations that teach, well, all healings are from God. But you know, you don't pray for healing. We don't deserve a healing, and things like this. You know, and trying to sound you know holy and pious and everything that you know um, God doesn't want us to just you know seek for health and healing. That's not true. Let me uh, read you some scriptures here. I've mentioned these several times for those of you listened to before. 14 times in the New Testament, the scriptures state that Jesus healed all manner of sicknesses and diseases and then two other times one time it says that when people came to the Apostle Peter all were healed and another time when people came to Apostle Paul all were healed let me read you some of these because so many people have a belief I guess because they see so many people who claim to be Christians sick they have this belief and, and it seems to be evident in what they see in others that that God doesn't heal Christians any more than he does, you know, lost people or something like this. In fact, uh, you'll hear so many people say, well, it rains on the just and the unjust. Well, that might be true, partially, but the just children of God are not supposed to get as wet. Like, for example, in uh, Ephesians 6.16, it says, put on the full armor of God. Well, excuse me, Matthew 16, 10, it says, put on the full armor of God. And then down in verse 16, it says, uh, take the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now see, that little word all in there means that if, if things from the devil are getting through to you and to me, somehow or another, we've got a door open because we're supposed to be walking by faith daily, which means accepting God's word into our heart and walking by faith is our shield of faith. Now, what part of God's word are we neglecting then if those fiery darts are getting through to us? Because that scripture there says, uh, take up the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, not just some of them. So that ought to be kind of a barometer there if, if you're getting a lot of fiery darts through, that you've got some holes in your shield of faith, that you've got some doors open, And now that's what I want to encourage you today to start seeking to close these doors. Because, you know, God's presence is healing. God and His Spirit, you know, are the same. God and His Word are the same. Seek God's Word. Like it says in Proverbs 4.22 that I started to broadcast with, God's words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. See, Start seeking His Word or start seeking God god james 4 7 says uh submit to god resist the devil he'll flee now submit to god uh does that mean 25 or 30 years ago when you joined the church and you maybe received christ in your heart you think you have like i did i thought i did the time but i found out 20 something years later i hadn't but anyway do you think just because you're a christian that you're submitted to god no it's a daily walk of faith when when problems come up, you know, like that, between you and your husbands or your wives like that, you're supposed to submit to God and His Word, His living Word to us. The, our relationship with our family and children and, like, forgiving others. That is so important. I keep mentioning it because um, as a handwriting analyst, I, I'm, almost every day I meet people who are holding bitterness against ex-husbands, ex Wives or children, or, or you know, other members of their family, and everything, and and they're not forgiving them, and, and they're still hurting themselves, you know, and in and, and sickness and sadness and everything. And they don't realize that praying for them and to be delivered and everything, and to get God's blessings, you can't be set free yourself because the devil's got an open door to your life now. In that uh, verse I was talking about earlier, I uh, may not have finished it in First uh, John 3, uh, 22, where it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we obey his commandments, you know, we don't violate any of those, like the Ten Commandments, stuff. It says, because we obey his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. See, and to do things pleasing in the sight is to accept and obey his word because he and his word are the same. Now, what does his word say about healing here? Here, let's see, 15, 14 times in the scripture, New Testament, it says that Jesus healed everyone. So, is it God's will to heal us? Yes. Is it God's will for Jesus? Was it God's will for Jesus to heal all those people? Yes. Now, if God had given any of those people uh, in you know uh, Israel then a sickness to teach them something, and Jesus come along and heal them, Jesus would have been violating his Father's will. And so he wouldn't have had his perfect walk of faith. So all these people that Jesus healed, it was God's will for him to do that. He wanted to set the people free. Free of what? Free from the devil. And the devil's, you know, uh, uh, well curses and diseases to set the people free and and he still wants to do that today but so many people in our uh, society teach that healing's not from the lord and everything and the reason they do it is the easy way out you know you got a minister up there and half his congregation's sick he he, he can't stand up there and teach it you know sickness from the devil because that means that half his congregation gonna you know, get mad at him and gonna kick him out that afternoon he can't tell him you know well you got a door open to the devil, and the devil's come in to torment. No. He just teaches him, well, that's not the way God works nowadays. You know, he only healed back in the uh, New Testament days to verify his word and to verify that Jesus was his son, and that's all the reason he healed then. It was for theological reasons and everything, but today, no, we must, you know, uh, uh, take care of that ourselves or go to doctors. Now, yeah, if you get healed, God does it, but, but we can't ask him to, you know, especially heal us today. That's what so many denominations are teaching nowadays. And uh, you, I grew up in the Baptist denomination. You know, on Wednesday nights, prayer meeting, 90-something percent of the prayer requests would be for sickness and healing. But the rest of the week, you wouldn't hear about sickness and healing in a Baptist church. But I grew up in like that because it was one of those no-nos, you know. Because so many people were sick and everything, the preacher didn't want to, you know, start telling people, you know, the reason you're sick is because you got Doors of the devil, you know, doors in your life open to the devil. Now let me read you some of these scriptures and you decide for yourself between you and the Lord right now. Do you think healings are still for us today? Let's look at Matthew uh, four twenty three. And Jesus went about all Galilee, now all of Galilee, the whole place, you know, all of it, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people all manner of sickness and diseases that one verse I will encourage you right there that um, any of those people that he healed during that time it was God's will for him to do it because see, he only did what his father told him to do he only said what his father told him to say his perfect walk of faith so if Jesus healed all these people none of them had their sickness to teach them something from god none of them had their sickness to make them stronger in the lord you know you'll hear people say that you know well boy that just made me so much stronger in the lord yeah when when you finally decide to start seeking the lord and getting out of your problem god can bless you in a lot of ways but don't say he put that on you to cause you to do that you know but the blame word is, the devil come in because of your unforgiveness or other things. Now, And God is the one that helps you out. Now, listen to Matthew eight sixteen, And when evening has come, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, see, his living word. See, <laughs> the devil has no power. Jesus said, All power in the heaven earth is given unto me. So when he speaks, the devil is gone. That's it. But anyway, he says, he cast out their spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. He cast out the evil spirits and healed all that were sick. That's Matthew eight sixteen. Now, Matthew nine thirty five. one of my favorites. Well, I said one of my favorites. They all say the same thing, just in different words. But this and I happen to have memorized so I can share you know, with others. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Now, that's a lot of places that he went. He's talking about in... Uh, Israel, now, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues. You know, it always talks that he was teaching while he was going. So that means you've got to be confessing Jesus as you go. You need to be teaching in your kingdom today, in your world today. You need to be teaching people about the Lord. Speaking up, you know, not just supposedly living a good life before them. Speak up. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, you know, that's three times there. In uh, what's it? Matthew ten five and Luke nine one through six, disciples that heal the sick, that preach the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus sent them out and gave them the authority to. Jesus sent them out, seventy of them, two by twos, to go out, and He gave them the authority to do that. But then, in Matthew 12:15, it says, "When Jesus knew it, He withdrew Himself from thence." You know, these people were coming at Him, and great multitudes followed Him, and He healed them all. Now, that's in uh, Matthew 12:15. Matthew 14:14. 14, 14. Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion. You know this. Um, kind of like a sadness of love before them and everything move with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. Now see here it doesn't say heal healed them all, but it just says in different words, he healed their sick. so if they had anybody there that was sick, he healed them. Now Matthew 14:36 and besought him Jesus, That they might only touch a hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Now, here's a case where anybody that touched his garment was made whole. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 22, it talks about the woman, you know, that through the crowd touched his garment, and she had been bleeding and sick for, and she had spent all of her money, and over 10 years she'd been sick and bleeding like this. And she said, if I can just touch his garment. See, she had heard the testimonies of people here in Matthew 14:36. It says that any of them that touched the hem of his garment would be made perfectly whole. Well, that word spread throughout uh, Israel. And this woman that was sick and everything, she heard that testimony. See, so our testimonies, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Somebody had shared with her that, hey, you know, if you touch the hem of Jesus' garment, you you'll get healed so she goes touches it and what did jesus tell her when he turned around and looked at her and said who touched me and then the, the, the disciple said master this crowd is so great a lot of people are touching you. he said no but who touched me he meant who touched him in faith and he said woman thy faith has made thee whole go you know something like this see she had heard the testimony from somebody it doesn't say who told her about that but she made her way to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment for her healing. Matthew fifteen thirty. And great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb. Hey, that includes us all there, the dumb. Anyway, okay, lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast him down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. See, it doesn't say healed them all, but he just said, Everybody they brought to him, he healed them. So that's all of them. Matthew nineteen two, And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. See, again, it doesn't say in specific words he healed them all, but it just says he healed them. Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them. Matthew twenty one fourteen, And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And then in uh, Luke, some of these are, you know, repeated again, but still I'll I'll read some of them when I get back from the uh, break here. And I'll be thinking about these scriptures. Whatever your sickness is, whatever your mother's sickness is, whatever these other, they're curses from the devil some one other. And you got to figure out a way to get that curse broken and submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee, and his curse will be cast aside. I'll be back in just a a couple of minutes
2: you are listening to klrn radio where liberty and reason still reign klrn radio has advertising rates available we have rates to fit almost any budget contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com
0: God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord. Right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at r-a-h-a-r-d-i-n.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see... And purchase his books.
1: Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's S P R E A K E R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up.
0: You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Hardin. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now, here's teacher and author Richard Hardin.
1: Welcome back. I still have so many of these verses here in such a short time, but I'm going to read you some more of them because God's words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And certainly these scriptures here are God's word over and over and over. And, um, well, God and His word are the same. Receive His word. What is it, um, John fifteen seven says, If ye abide in me, Jesus was saying, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. See, the words Jesus was speaking was Christ in Him. He was full of the Spirit of Christ, of the work of grace in His heart. The words that He was speaking was Christ going forth to the people that you know heard Him. And the words we speak should be Christ going forth too. We should be speaking God's pure word, and you know He'll back up His word through us to others, like He did Jesus because when we speak his word, it's his word that he backs up, not necessarily us. He even backed up his word to a donkey one time to Balaam. See, so if if we speak his pure word and as ambassadors, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be just, you know, slinging words around lightly and everything. That's one of the main reasons I'm out here because in our society, our ministers are so careless in in the the way they teach grace and faith and so many of these different things and even about healing here. But it's God's pure word that will bring you healing. And that's what I want you to get out of this this morning. It, it is God's will to heal you or to heal whoever it is you're concerned about. You know, it, the devil somehow or another has come into their life and, and crippled them with whatever the disease is they have and everything. You see here, Jesus healed all manner of sickness and disease. Okay, let's look in Luke some, you know, Luke 4.40. Now, when the sun was setting... Well, let's see here. Something about it. Oh, it's Mark 440 where they had the storm. I was fixing to say, Luke 440 was about the storm. No, it's Mark 440 where the disciples came to him and said, Master, we perish, you know, the storm. And he um, cursed the winds and the waves, and, and they calmed down. And he turned to the disciples and said, Why do you have no faith? Well, this is Luke 440 now. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick, with different diseases, brought them to Jesus, and He laid hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, this may be one of the cases I read in Matthew, but still, though Luke thought it was important enough that he wanted to record it too, that we would have it in uh, Luke uh, six seventeen nineteen, the Sermon on the Mount. Luke chapter six verses 17, 19. and whole multitudes sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him, and he healed them all." Now see, this is the one I read earlier in Matthew, uh, talking about, you know, that everybody that touched the hem of his garment got healed. And then they shared testimonies with people that word spread. And then that one woman came that had been sick for 12 years and, you know, had spent all of her money and she was bleeding. And when she touched the hem of his garment, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. See, she had heard the word of somebody's testimony, God speaking through somebody to her, that, hey, everybody that touched his garment, the hem of his garment, were healed. She heard that word of testimony and she received it into her heart and she said, I'm going to go touch and touch his garment. And see, she did. She responded to God's word to her through the testimony of somebody. She responded then by getting up and going and finding Jesus, touching his garment. And Jesus said to her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And I want some of you today that are listening, get up and go touch the hem of Jesus' garment for whoever it is that you have in your family that's sick. If it's you, touch a hem of his garment. If it's for them, touch a hem of his garment. For Now, what does that mean by touching the hem of his garment? Well, you seek his word. His living word uh, through the scriptures, like I'm sharing with you here, and you receive that. Jesus says, in Matthew, uh, what is not Matthew, John 15:7. If ye abide in me, and my words, see His words are Christ, Christ, the creating uh, power of the universe. If, let's see, 1 Corinthians 1:24 1, says, Christ, the power of God. Christ, the creating power of God. God spoke, let there be light. Light went forth. God created, you know, through his living word. And that's what we need to be seeking, his living word. Get your Bible out and start seeking his living word. And an an easy way to do that right now, if you're listening now, I know you have a computer, and I know you can go to my website. I just mentioned there a while ago. My website is at uh, www.rahardin.com. You go to my website, and there's links there to 18 videos. It'll show you all kind of videos, you know, 10 to 15 minutes long, like this, of, of, well, just about faith and grace and, and, and all these different type of things. A deliverance fast. Uh, every time you think of your problem, pray for a lost person, then pray for your healing. You know, uh, that's what the deliverance fast or deliverance prayer look for that but let me continue on here now and I'll get back to it in just a minute but uh, if see if you do that if you start praying for a lost person that's certainly God's will and as you're praying for a lost person then for God to bless them give them dreams give them visions and witnesses to them and everything uh, and then pray for your sickness or your pain or whatever it is your problem at work and like this and then every time you think of your problem let that be a reminder to pray for that lost person. And see what will happen then, if the devil's bothering you and reminding you of something and troubling you, he's not gonna keep doing that to you. If you then, every time he does it, if you pray for that lost person, that lost person's gonna be getting blessed, and then you'll be getting blessed, the devil's gonna flee. And that's how you submit to God, resist the devil, and flee. And remember, in one of the cases where the disciples couldn't heal somebody, Jesus says it's come by prayer and fasting. And that fasting means just continuous prayer like that. So pick a lost person, your mother, your sister, your brother, or somebody like that. Now, we can't tell if exactly if they're lost, but if they're living like they are, you know, pick them and start praying for God to bless them and heal them and uh, deliver them from whatever it is they're doing, the alcohol, drugs, or, or whatever. And then set them free. And then, Lord, please touch and heal me of my sickness. Please touch my mother and heal her of her sickness. Uh, I shared with a man from Guthrie um, years ago, and, and he, he, he was hurt so bad from the Vietnam War that he was sticking things up under his fingernails to hurt so that his other pains would go away. He was on pain medicine all day long. And his mother was in the hospital dying of cancer, and they would said she only had just a couple of weeks to live and everything. He started praying for a lost sister-in-law. He prayed for her, Lord, send witnesses to her, bless her and help her. And touch my mother and, and help her too, you know, and, and touch and heal her. And, and deliver me of this pain and everything. And you know what? I, I, I never got testimony back that his sister-in-law actually became a Christian. But the next week, his mother went home from the hospital and she was in there dying. And they could nothing they could have to do for her. She went home within a week. And he was delivered of that pain and everything that he had from Vietnam and got off of those pain pills. See, when the devil flees, these curses go with him. That's what you need to do today. Submit to God's Word to forgive, to pray for others, to love people. Like it said in the first healing verse I gave you in First John three, twenty-two. And whatsoever we ask we receive him because we obey his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight and it's certainly pleasing when you start getting concerned about lost people and praying for them and then praying for somebody else's sickness and praying for himself see putting others first and their salvation first what is it proverbs 11 30 says through the righteous tree of life how many trees do you have back in your life of people of the righteous tree of life. How many people have you shared with and prayed with and, and, and they've come to the Lord and turned to Him that you have back in your background? Okay, now the rest of that verse. And the fruit of the righteous tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. The wisest thing you can do is to seek the Lord and pray for lost people. Seek the Lord and let Him use you to reach lost people. See? And then, like it scripture says, uh, God will hear your prayers will start getting answered as you see because see that is his you know he has a specific path for each of us in Second uh, Timothy 1 9 it says that God has saved us and called us to holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace created in Christ Jesus before the world began now we each have a special holy calling and you need to be seeking that but besides that special holy calling every one of us is called to be a witness and an ambassador to share and, and um, reach out to the lost people. So it, um, all day long, wherever you go, you should be concerned about the conversations you have, that there, is there some way I can speak to this person about the Lord and their salvation and try to use any opening that the Lord brings along to share with them about Jesus. You see, and that's what it means when Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. Is his word abiding with you throughout the daytime, and then you're sharing it with others? Well, let me read you some more of these scriptures here about healing. Luke nine eleven, and The people, when they knew it, followed Jesus, and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God. And he healed them that had need of healing. See, he healed everybody that needed healing. And in uh, well, there's just so many more here that I could keep going through over and over and over. Uh, But uh, these curses that people have, like Proverbs 26, 2, the bird by wandering, the swallow by flying, says, so the curse causeless shall not come. So everybody you meet that is sick, it is a curse from God, and there's a reason for that curse to be in their life. The door is open. Maybe it's failure to uh, seek God's holy calling. I mentioned just a while ago in uh, Second Chronicles chapter 12 verse 14, it says Rehoboam did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. So if you haven't been seeking your holy calling, like in the, you know, like I said in Second Timothy one nine where it says He saved us and called us to a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace created in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now see, that's evil. If if, if you've received the salvation that Jesus suffered and died on the cross and he sprinkled his blood seven times on the cross, I mean by sprinkling it he was bleeding from seven different places on his cross to match those sprinklings of the blood in the Old Testament sacrifices, his two feet, his two hands. They had plucked his beard. They put the crown of thorns on him and the stripes on his back. Seven ways he was bleeding on the cross uh, to fulfill those requirements of the sprinkling of the blood of the sacrificial lamb. And He was our sacrificial lamb, the perfect walk of faith, everything. Now, see, and all that suffering he did for us And you haven't cared enough to share his love with anyone since you received Christ in your heart? Did you really receive Christ in your heart? Or was you like me when I was about nine years old? I went forward and told the preacher I love the Lord and I love Jesus and I wanted to get saved and everything. And, you know, he prayed with me and all this. And I got baptized and everything. thought I was a Christian for years and years. But that wasn't me seeing myself as a sinner and committing my life to the Lord. When I finally turned to the Lord about twenty-something years later, I said, Lord, please show me. See, if you're really real like that Bible says, you know, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and create in me, you know, the, the relationship that if you want to have that relationship with me like those people of the Bible, I want it with you. And I'll go and do whatever you say as best I can. You know, and when he came in and changed my heart, see, I was asking him to do it. I knew what was in my heart, how, how bad things were, and all this stuff. And man, when he took that out, I knew it. See, that, that's like some Rutherford, not Rutherford, but Waterford, you know, crystal or something like this, an old dirty crystal you find at a garage sale or a junkyard, something like that. You take it home, you clean it up, and it just sparkles. And that's what happens inside us, our heart, you know. Man, you know, when all that hate and unforgiveness and everything left me, I knew it. And you should know it too because there's no way. Well, there might be some way. I won't say there's no way. But there's 99% chance there is no way that God of the universe can put his spirit in your heart and clean out your heart and forgive you of those sins and all that hurt and hate you've had in your heart and everything and put His love in your heart and you not know it? I don't think it can happen that way. If you've received Christ in your heart, you may not know the exact day, the exact minute, something like this, but you should know the exact, remember the exact time you called out to Him, Oh, Lord, forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. You know, because He won't do it unless you call and ask Him. And it's got to be because of your sinful heart uh, what is it? Like in, uh, well, in um, Job, Job, 30, Job 33, 27, where it talks about the people of the Old Testament. Uh, it says here, He looketh on men, God looks on men, and if any say, I have sinned, see, we have to do like they did, confess our sin. And perverted that which is right. You know, it was a perversion. Our sin was a perversion of what was right. We recognize that and we testify to it that it was a perversion. And it profit me not. We see where all those uh, things that we did, the sinful things didn't profit us. They were perversion and everything. and And we know then that it's wrong and everything. And it says, God will deliver his soul from going to the pit, and his life shall see the light. Now, they got forgiveness when they did that. But see, when we do that, we get more than forgiveness. We not only get his forgiveness of our sin, but like it says in Ezekiel 36, 26, God says, A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh, give you heart of flesh, and I'll put my spirit in you. See, he He creates in us a new heart, a new life. We all come into the family of God doing with a clean, pure Heart and He's forgiven us of our sin. Now we're children of God, like Galatians 4 6 says, And because you're sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore you're no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then heir of God through Christ. See, the people of the Old Testament didn't get that. They got their sins forgiven, and then they had to wait for the next sacrifices and everything. The sins were covered until the next six months, year, whenever it was, they'd go back for the next sacrifice. Well, see. We get forgiveness any you can get forgiveness right now. You can call out to him and say, Lord, please forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. If that guy's telling the truth, come into my heart, save me, create in me the new heart, the new life, and you know he'll do it right there now, wherever you are. See, because we don't have to wait for sacrifices and everything like that. Jesus already provided our sacrifice, provide the way and the veil of separation, it says in the what is it, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians three sixteen. it says, When it, the heart of men, turns to the Lord, the veil of separation is lifted. That veil of separation between your heart and God is lifted when you, and your heart turns to the Lord. But you've got to turn with all your heart. You can't just say, I'm going to try it. Do it. You know, don't try it. Do it. Say, Lord, if you're really real like he's talking about, if really, you really know, would heal me like it, come into my heart. Save me. Quicken your spirit throughout my body like that, and then like uh, 1 John three twenty two, and whatsoever we ask we receive him because we obey his commandments, do things that are pleasing in his sight. And the very next verse then says, and this is his commandment that we believe on the name of his Son Jesus Christ, and love one another. Believing on Jesus and inviting him to come into your heart, to you know, to creating you the new heart, the new life, and then. Learning to love one another. And that's what makes us pleasing, then, in God's eyes. And, like in that, uh, mentioned Proverbs 11:30, where it says, not Proverbs 11:30. Yes, Proverbs 11:30, excuse me. It says, The fruit of the righteous tree life, he that winneth souls is wise. That is wisdom. Seeking God's way and seeking to share with others that they might too be drawn to the Lord. And uh, there's so much more I'd like to share with you here. There's a, all these scriptures on how Jesus healed them all and healed them all, then that woman had the testimony that if you touch the hem of the garment, and she made sure, and she got up, and she went and found Jesus and touched the hem of his garment, even in all that crowd, and she got her healing. You can touch the hem of his garment supposedly they too. You can touch him, find him, seek his word. He and his word are the same, and God's presence is healing. In uh, Psalms 107:20 says, "God sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction." See, all these curses from the devil are our destructions, and He'll heal you from. But when it says God sent His word, that that's the way we say that, you know, in our language that, you know, like His, He sent His word to us. God and His word are the same. God comes to them. Uh, when God comes to us and comes and Creates in us a, a pattern in our mind that, that we say that God has spoken to us or something like that, that God sent His Word. No, it's not really sending His Word. It's God Himself coming to us and manifesting in our mind, and it's just a representation that we have to say that we receive God's Word. But God and His Word are the same. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, is God, and still is God. You know, seek. God submit yourself to God resist the devil and he will flee you know submit to God's word seek his word we know that it's his will to heal down and uh, you'll say well what was Paul's thorn the flesh Paul had a thorn the flesh himself but if you look back through uh, every time in the Old Testament where the word in any form like it numbers 33 God speaking but if you do not drive out in heaven's land for you it shall come to pass those that you that remain in land shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side, they shall vex you. Exodus God speaking said, and they shall not dwell in the land, lest they make thee sin against me. if thou serve their gods, it will be sur- surely a snare. and then in um, Joshua it says, know for certain the Lord your God will no more drive out of these nations from before you they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges in your sides and thorns in your eyes every time in the old testament that it used expression like thorns in the side thorns in the eyes or something like this it was because of those ungodly nations around the children of israel that god told them to you know drive them out and kill them all get rid of them something like that all those false gods and everything and if they didn't do it it said they're going to be thorns in their sides and and there'll be a snare unto you, and thorns in your eyes, pricks in your eyes. Every time that expression was used in the Old Testament, it had to do with people um, being, um, well, a torment to the children of Israel. Then the Apostle Paul says that you know hit the thorn in his side. He wasn't using that as a sickness or something. No time in the Old Testament did God use those expressions in any form as a sickness. It was always people persecuting the children of Israel. And this is what Paul was talking about too here. The the thorns in his flesh. What it was was these people, were, you know, he had to be let down outside of a building one time. They stoned him one time, left him for dead. And, you know, if they thought he was still alive, they kept stoning him. Next morning he was up on his way, he'd preach and teach Christ Jesus. Okay, so so see these things. People were persecuting Paul, but Jesus says, "My grace is sufficient for you." Now, what is grace? Grace is the work of the Spirit of Christ in our heart, God's love in our heart. Grace. So, what God was saying, or what Jesus was saying back to Paul, was, "I'll put a love in you for those people that'll carry you through, even though they're persecuting you." I'll put a love in them that will carry you through. Like Jesus on the cross when they were persecuting him. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus loved them so much it carried him through all the way to the cross the finish of his perfect walk of faith. When uh, Stephen was being stoned to death so he looked up into heaven and he saw Jesus at the right hand of his father. See, uh, that work of God's spirit and love in Stephen's heart carried him through to the end. And that's why Jesus was telling Paul says, um, your thorn in the flesh he says i'll work a grace in you he says my grace will be sufficient for you see so uh it it wasn't a sickness or something like that that paul had that is thorn in the flesh it was uh the people uh picking at him like they did in the old testament look up those examples in the old testament every time god used it it was people tormenting them everything and in one time jesus left people and, and the only time that that in any way it showed any uh weakness on his part it was because that in his hometown the people in their unbelief and it said he was only able to lay hands and heal a few see so uh all the rest of the time everybody was healed and you could be healed too if you'll set yourself to seek the Lord and the fullness of Him. Seek Him today and He'll hear and answer you. Good day. God bless you.
0: Visit Richard's website at raharden.com That's the World Wide Web at com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join Him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network.
1: Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's dot com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up.
2: You are listening to KLRN Radio, where